Welcome to Courageous Conversations with your host, Richard Dolan, a world-renowned speaker, mentor, and coach to many celebrity icons and global thought leaders. Listen as they share their stories and insights about what it takes to lead a courageous life, from overcoming adversity to living with purpose and meaning. Each guest brings a unique perspective that will leave you feeling empowered and motivated to make positive changes in your own life starting today. What's up, everybody? Richard Dolan here for a courageous conversation like no other. And as you know, we've always spent time about an hour with icons, legends, and gods, gods of commerce and culture. And we enjoy hearing what they're doing just to not get by, not just to live their commitments, but to really have a courageous life in the things that matter most to them. And I'm so delighted to have invited my dear friend here, Russ Yeager. We've known each other for many moons. We were orbiting one another in the old 10X community. And from afar, I've always admired what he's been doing so far. You see, folks, before I have him say hello, Russ has been someone that I have to admit really got to me. He's someone that's been using social media as an incredible platform like we all do. And he has actually connected with me in a way that matters most. You see, he knows his target audience. Being a master in the world of health and fitness, I find him to be the everyday person's champion for a healthier wealthier waistline, understanding that you don't have to give up all the things that you love just to, in fact, fall back in love with the person you are physically, mentally, perhaps even, dare I say, uh, well, quite frankly, healthily. So with that all being said, and to share with you, Russ, I've invited him to be here with us on a courageous conversation where we start talking about our relationship to our overall wellness, health, and fitness. My dear friend, Russ here. What's up, Russ? Richard, how you doing, brother? Great to see you, man. So great to see you. And by the way, as I said in the introduction, and we said this prior to pressing record, I'm so impressed with a guy who uh, had a vision, had a passion, clearly articulated it well enough to really zero in on their target audience. You you know who you're talking to, because I got to be honest, I, I put my hand up every time when you post and I say, oh man, he's talking to me. I, I, I really feel like he's talking to me. And that's not easy. It's not easy to really cut through. So let's just start here. What got you so damn passionate, so on fire, so lit up? doing what it is that you're doing. Yeah, man. I mean, it goes back to my childhood, like I think a lot of us. So, you know, today I turned 49 a week from today, a week from yesterday. And, uh, you know, I'm in the best shape of my life in a lot of ways. You know, I keep visible abs 365 days, you know, a year run circles around, you know, guys half my age and feel incredible and, you know, run three businesses. I'm an investor, but I have three young kids. Uh, But I don't say that to brag. I say it for inspiration because I didn't grow up that way. I don't have great genetics. I've had to work and scratch my whole life to get in shape. You know, I grew up the, you know, wearing the husky pants. If any you guys can relate to that, and you know, I remember I had an incident with a VHS camera. If anybody can old enough to remember those, you know, that kind of pissed me off, and and I decided I was gonna be uh, one of those fit muscular guys. You know, in the magazines, we didn't have, uh, you know, uh, internet even back then, and I didn't know what I was doing though. Like a lot of us, you know, I just started running because you know that's what my dad did, and my body didn't really didn't change at all. I love to eat totally transparent about that. You know, you know that Richard, I'm not a fitness guy who's, you know, all about chicken and broccoli. Like I love cheeseburgers, tacos, you know, pizza. I've won pizza eating contest. And I say that, you know, for a couple of reasons, I say it because so many people think um, that you have to, you know, eat quote unquote perfect, which it's debatable what that is anyway. And also people see people on social media, fitness people, you know, with their abs showing, which number one, you know, most people get in shape only for a few months a year, a few weeks a year and get the right lighting and the airbrush and all that kind of stuff. Like they're not looking shredded, you know, year round. I do stay, you know, really lean year round. Um, but they think that like that is, you know, it, it's unrealistic and impossible and it's easy for that person. Well, they, you know, but I'm so I'm like, nobody loves eating more than me, dude. Nobody loves eating more than me. So it's, it's been a challenge. You know, finally I got, uh, you know, I, I had some okay success kind of working out on my own and getting decent results, but I never got where I wanted. Finally, at 27 years old, I said, I'm going to get this part of my life taken care of. You know, you get to that enough's enough moment. I hired a coach, uh, a guy named Skip LaCour. He was the top natural bodybuilder at the time. He's in his 60s now, still shredded. Dude's amazing. We're good friends. And um, entered an international physique transformation contest, you know, a little 12-week deal. Did the before pictures. I wasn't like massively obese, but I was, you know, probably... 22, 23, 24% body fat, soft, 
you know, I went all in, man, hardcore, trained like a natural bodybuilder, got shredded, you know, 5% body fat in 12 weeks. People won the contest, you know, got sponsored by a supplement company, got to be a sponsored athlete of the Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic. And people at the gym or work are like, bro, like, what happened to you? And can you show me how to do it? And literally, you know, Richard, I quit my job as a CPA. I was like, this is what God put me on earth to do. And it never looked back, man. I love that because, you know, for a lot of people who don't realize this, it is quite possible to turn a passion project into your profession. You know, turning a passion project into your profession is something that you've done. And, and, and noticing that you've been doing it, I love that, you know, being fit doesn't have to be suffering well. You know, I, I know that personally as I personally struggle to stay in shape. And it's not like I'm obese either, but I know I need to be in better shape. I know what I do. I know what demands that is on my body, my mind. And gosh, I don't know about you, man, but I know that between travel and speaking and doing the work that I do, I get mentally fatigued because we're about the same age. I get mentally fatigued that I feel physically. So I know there's a there's a need to recharge. So So tell me, is it your belief that getting fit, being in shape and having fun doing it isn't a matter of suffering well. It's actually about just being smarter with how you're doing it. hundred percent. And first of all, for, I know, you know, a lot of your audiences, business owners, entrepreneurs, investors, like I literally believe it's, it's not just something that is a nice thing to do that helps you. It should be on your business plan because, you know, I tell entrepreneurs, that's the hardest thing is to get them that they know they need to be in better shape. They need to take care of themselves, but they're busy. They're busy building their, their wealth and taking care of their family and all that. I asked them, like, if you had a, you know, billion dollar piece of equipment in your company asset, you know, that was the most important thing in your company, would you run it 24 seven, redline it, never new maintenance on it and hope and pray it doesn't break down? And, and of course not. But, you know, you are the most important asset, you, even if it's not physically your mental, you know, capacity, your leadership. And so helping people understand that first and then getting on that business plan, uh, you know, it's, it's been proven. I mean, there's studies, you know, there's studies, but also like you could just see it. You know, when you feel good, when you have energy, um, you know, when you walk into that, you know, business meeting, either in person or on Zoom, a different man or woman where you have what I call that magnetic attractiveness that pe- makes people want to do business with you. Just like you, man. I mean, you know, you I didn't I didn't have a person to reach out to you. Hey, sure, Russ should be on your podcast. You see my videos. You're like attracted to that energy attraction. I want to talk to that guy. We re- you, I resonate with you. And, and you said it with the social media, like I'm just myself. You know, at this point, you know, I won that contest 20 years ago. Now I'm 48 going on 49. Like, I'm not trying to, I, I guess I speak to people in that audience just because I'm being myself. I'm talking like from a 49-year-old guy's perspective with three kids running three companies that can still actually, you know, be in shape and and make time for it. And, um, you know, to answer your question, yeah, I, I did the whole natural bodybuilding thing for a long time, you know, working out two hours a day, waste in the morning, cardio at night eating chicken and broccoli every two hours. And that works. I actually trained my clients like that early on. And three months, they all look incredible. What I saw is most of them went back because that's not realistic or sustainable. So what I do now is I take those same principles, but I work out you know, three to four times a week. I work out hard, but I don't kill myself. I work out very hard, intelligently, very strategically. I eat very strategically using foods that I actually enjoy and fitting in anything I want. I can eat anything. I can eat anything I want. We can talk more about that. I know that sounds weird. Um, and I'm just ridiculously consistent for long periods of time. You know, I, I got to just slipstream with you for a moment and, and say something because I'm making notes here. And if you're writing down notes too, this is Russ Yeager. I mean, if you're not following him, follow him. You must. Uh, I follow him on Instagram because his stories are incredible. His dailies are rad. I totally love him. And, and, and largely because, and you said this earlier on, it's, 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 to me, it's healthy versus vanity. I mean, people are, yes, getting in shape for that short window, whether it's a weekend away or whether they're heading to Ibiza or whether they know they're going to be on camera or people will be taking pictures when the ego's at stake, so to speak. Um, But you call it a lifestyle. And what I love about that is it really, for me, sounds like really claiming your freedom. Because if you don't make time for that health, then you're going to end up actually, in fact, blowing through your wealth. We're going to start chasing, getting back those years. We're going to try to reverse the aging uh, process, et cetera. But let's get to something else. I, I recall there was a video um, where you talked about having interviewed a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, people who are really go-getters. I love that you talk about redlining your own asset uh, like a business. But, but, but what you said was the two things people always would say that they don't have much of to get in shape or to make health and fitness a priority was money and time. 
right? Money and time because they're, they're working. They've got priorities, three kids, several businesses. I mean, I, I empathize. I understand. I'm a dad too. Um, what do you think is the, is the main thing that will have someone break through saying, forget about the money, forget about the time. This matters. What's, what drives someone to that aha moment in your experience of doing what you've been doing for all these years? Yeah. And unfortunately for a lot of people, it's a wake up call from, from the doctor where like you get a report, like, dude, if you don't change something, you know, you ain't going to be here in, in five years or 10 years. And, and they have kids and that's enough to, to give that wake up call. Unfortunately, it gets to that. You know, I, I like to get to people before it gets to that, but usually it's, you know, you know, this, there's two main, you know, motivators. You've got pleasure and pain. And yeah, people want to look good at the beach. They want to feel good. They want to have energy, but the bigger indicator is pain. And so, you know, when, I, when I'm talking to people, there's usually some, they've been thinking about it a long time and there's usually something that happened. You know, they went on a hike with their family and, and they couldn't get up the mountain and they felt, it felt like crap. You know, their kids, you know, are wanting to throw the football and they realize like after five minutes, they have to sit down, you know, because they're exhausted. They go, this is a big one, Richard. Like we know that might surprise some people. We know, you know, ladies have a ridiculous amount of pressure to look, you know, a certain way in society. And as guys, you know, dad bods become cool, like we don't care. You'd be, you'd be shocked when I talk to guys, you know, and then, you know, dad specifically, and then they, they finally open up. They're like, Russ, like we go on our summer trip every year. And I, I try to make excuses to be on a business call. So I don't have to go down to the pool and take my shirt off. Wow. I forget. I hate it. And I don't want to be that way anymore. So we're, you know, I think as guys, we're, you know, just as insecure about our bodies as ladies and, you know, that, that, it's yes, yes, the body is important. Yes, it's fun to look good. That increases confidence. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but it's also, you know, the, the health, the energy, um, everything goes with it. And I used to think you had to decide. Like my li- life revolved around, you know, natural bodybuilding for a long time. And that's, you know, not where I am anymore. To me now, it was, it used to be all about the abs, 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 abs. I want to be shredded, right? Whatever. And now that I'm older, I want to be fit, healthy. I want to be strong for my family, my kids. We started late, you know, with young kids. I want to, walk my daughter down the aisle. I want to be here a long time. I want to leave a legacy. Uh, but I also want to, you know, eat real foods. I did the whole chicken and broccoli thing for years. It didn't work for me. You know, I, I like pizza, ice cream, cheeseburgers, and I want to have the abs. And so the, I've been asking myself, can you have it all? And the answer is yes. If you have an intelligent, you know, consistent plan and, and follow it. Well, it's important. I mean, you know, you mentioned the fact that uh, the greatest motivators, you know, one being, of course, pain and, and, and one being pleasures. And I know pleasures are easy for us to focus on, but but I also know that it should also be a matter of understanding your pleasures, but also your priorities, you know, and you've cited your children several times now. And I get that as a dad, uh, walking my daughter down the aisle, as you said, is is really not just as I've come to call leaving a legacy. That is your legacy. So it really is what I've often said, Russ, check this out is that legacy is something that we think is something we leave like as an object. We talked about these books and I'm leaving them for my son and her collections from great, uh, wonderful literary icons, but it don't matter. My son says, dad, you leave those books. I'm selling them the instant you're gone. So I can put that money to things that matter most to me. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. So what actually shapes what we leave is defined by not the stuff we leave behind, but the way we live, the way we lead, the way we love that shapes what we leave. That's the definition of legacy. And I love that you're so committed to that future state, that future experience. And a lot of people have those aha moments where it's like, gosh, wake up call. Doctor says, if you don't quit this or you had a near death experience or you simply have gotten a disgusting moment where you thought, my gosh, I don't fit into these clothes any longer. I got to now buy yet another set of clothes or another suit to fit into. So with all of that behind us, tell me, as, as you're moving forward, I have to be honest. I notice that the world has finally begun to shift a little. I know you sense it too. I feel like having conversations about health and fitness is easier given the amount of information that's out there. But what role is disinformation playing right now? Real case in point, my son sprains his ankle. He's a little basketball player that really rocks it hard. He's measures in the top 1% of a league in which he's in, but he twists it in the final play, which wasn't necessary. And I'm talking like a dad, wasn't necessary. They were up 20 points. They're going to win a tournament, 14 seconds to go, and he's scrambling the paint for a rebound like it mattered. Comes down, sprains it. Now he's out for the league that he's in right now. And I said, well, listen, let's make sure we take care of this properly. Why don't you just Google it? 
But when he Googles it, I notice and he notices that there's so many different recommendations. You should ice it. You should heat it. It's uh, it's rice. Rests elevation. That's wrong. How do you, my friend, being a leader inside this space, how how what role do you find disinformation now plays while cutting through that noise? Dude, it's a it's a big issue. I mean, you know, you think about it like, you know, it used to be, you know, you're supposed to eat every two hours, right? To keep your metabolism going. No, intermittent fasting, right? You're you're you know, that's it's, that's healthier for you, right? Your your body takes too much energy to digest. You know, fruits and vegetables obviously are good for you. Oh, wait. And, you know, and meat is terrible. It's going to kill you. Now there's people, oh, it's the opposite. Vegetables, you know, have uh, tiny crystals in them that'll, you know, cause inflammation. You should eat only meat. It's hard. Like, it's confusing. Don't eat after 6 p.m., right? You know, no carb, low carb, keto. Like, what are you supposed to do? So it's confusing. So for me, myself, I like, number one, focusing on the basics, right? A lot of people, when you're talking about food specifically, People talk about all these all these diets, all this advice mostly is the what to eat and the when to eat, right? The how, nobody talks about the how much. That's the biggest problem. Like obesity, being overweight is what's causing, you know, most of these problems. Yes, there's, you know, issues with GMO foods and, you know, all that kind of stuff and seed oils. But but people get focused, I think, on the wrong thing. Like just stop eating so friggin' much and move your body. So, you know, basics in terms of exercise, I'm a big believer in strength training, you know, we can get into the reasons why I think most people know that, but I think a lot of people still don't understand how good it is for you oh, um, yeah. and why it's superior to, to cardio, in my opinion. Uh, but to answer your question, man, I'm always learning. Like, recover- as I get older, like the recovery stuff, the ice baths, the sauna, you know, red light therapy, you know, I'm looking into stem cells. Like, I'm always looking for that edge. So to answer your question, like, I get around, I mean, you're a master networker. You have an incredible n- network. Uh, I... Sh- Strive to do the same thing from a business standpoint and health standpoint. So I get around people like, you know, Gary Brecca, you know, who are, uh, you know, like Chris Crone, who are really um, wise in this area. They have connections and I learn from them. But I also don't just take everything, you know, face value. I'm like, okay, does this make sense? Let me try it on myself. I tell this to my clients all the time. I'm going to be the guinea pig. If it makes sense, I'm going to, if I think it's safe, I'm going to try it. If I see a benefit, I'm going to share that you know, with others. If I don't, then I'll, I'll share my, my opinion, but it's, it's a problem, man. So I think it's really getting, you know, around experts that you trust, uh, but also using your intuition and your logic, not to just take that. Cause somebody was Jim Rohn says, somebody can be completely sincere, but they can be sincerely wrong as well. Yeah. What I love about you right now is that you are presentation over promotion. And what I mean by that is I've often said that if you're not following, listening, or learning from someone who's a living demonstration, the the, the total embodiment of, of who or what it is they say they are, then it's just it's just promotion. It's it's not presentation as in here's who I am. And if you if you want to learn too, you can also. I love that you're really in essence the the bravest soul at the front of the pack. You're the sharpest end of the spear where you're cutting through all the noise. You're learning for yourself. You're doing the research. You're, as you called yourself, the guinea pig. Um, but I rather say the pioneer. I, I feel like you're really pioneering the learning curve for people. That's what I appreciate as a follower of yours, as a friend of yours, where I'm getting to learn stuff you've already learned for me. So I don't have to go through uh, countless hours of YouTube or, or go into the gym and say, hey, dude, you've got a great body, man. Like, you know, tell, tell me what you're doing to look so good. And then come home with a black eye for saying something inappropriate. Uh, I mean, it could be uncomfortable, this learning curve, right? It could be uncomfortable. And then all that noise is very difficult. All the disinformation is very difficult. Tell me, how, 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 do, you get the, how do you get the real core team, the family, your bride, those kids? Um, how important is it to have them on your side living and having a healthy lifestyle? Are they? Are, are they are they chowing down in the background, uh, laughing at you as you're keeping fit and, and doing more, or, or or are they on the same page with you? No, they're they're totally on the same page. It doesn't mean they think or do exactly like me. And first, I just want to speak to what you said about you know me. You said the presentation. I've heard it said that way. Like I'm just being me. Like I don't claim to be the smartest guy. I, I don't like look at all the research. I look at some research, but I'm not like scientificy. I'm not tech technical. I'm not the strongest guy. I'm not the biggest guy. I'm not the fastest guy. I'm not the youngest guy. But I'm I'm a guy, a regular guy who grew up chubby, who wanted to be fit, figured it out, and for the last 22 years has been managed to figure out how to stay in shape despite going through different challenges, despite going through, you know, 
uh, all of, you know, life's stuff that we have, you know, having kids, getting married, you know, transforming in business. And, and I think people appreciate it. I'm not a guy who eats perfect, you know, but I figured out how to be consistent. And I think that, I think that's what, you know, maybe like yourself, people are attracted to because they realize, okay, man, if, if this guy can do it, I can do it too. Where sometimes it seems kind of, you know, unattainable. You see somebody who just talks about how, you know, they're, six hour morning routine and they're taking, you know, 10,000 supplements and that, which I do take a lot of supplements, but you know, they're, you know, it just seems like I can't do that. So right. I'm here to, my message is like, you can do it. And What's with the right? family, like my wife is totally oh, in the, you know, work. I'm being oh, so rude as a, as a host of this damn That's podcast. okay, man. The rudest thing they ever do in a podcast, but I got to underscore something. Cause it's important for you to get it. And especially for people listening and my audience, the folks who have found me as their friend and have been faithful will appreciate this because a lot of people who listen to the show, a lot of people who follow me and are members of my Rich You community are people who are just like you and me. They, they've got a full-time show. They've got a full-time gig. Uh, they're a full-time mom or dad, and they have a passion for something else, and they are really trying hard to make that work. But here's my point. When I say you're a presentation over promotion, it's you don't make it feel like I've got to be a poster child too. People identify with you, Russ, because you've been at it struggling for 22 years. You ain't got it perfect. You just self-professed that. So you're always like a, like a work in progress, but that's just the human condition. We are all a work in progress. So I really do feel it's important to underscore this, uh, rudely interrupt to, to just put this up on the board for a minute to, to, to make very clear that it's not about the how you appear. It's not even about the how you will look. And it's not even about the way you'll feel. It's all of that. It's elevating the standard of your lifestyle using fitness, health, and approaching the way in which you consume and move a little bit more differently so you can adopt it more consistently and forever. Like That's what I love. That's what you embody. You're not a quick fix. And I think that's important for people to hear is that whether you're a coach, a life coach, a business consultant, a speaker, people don't want to hear your promotion. They want to hear you being the presentation right? The total embodiment of doing this for so long and showing how people can too. So I want you to really own that. That's, that's just me being a little bit of a bully on this, but it's my show. I can do that. Um, uh, no, I love it, dude. I mean, we, we have, we've known each other a while. We haven't spent a ton of time together. I guess this shows the power of social. I'm like, man, this guy really knows what I'm all about. <laughs> but, but that just goes to show that, that, that faith in you is, is a process. Um, but I interrupted you, so I want to get back to what you were saying because I know you were about to chat about the family. But I, I that deserves another t- a, 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 a page turner. That's a page turner. The family's a page turner. Um, but I want to make sure that was clean. Is that you keep doing that? You keep perfecting your approach to perfecting your relationship to health and wealth because I appreciate that. I, as a follower, I appreciate that. It, it was a perfect interruption. I love. I knew this conversation was going to be amazing because of of your energy and and you know I love. I, I knew I wanted to talk with you, so it's perfect, dude. Um, so with my family, I mean, one of the things that attracted me to my wife was you know that she was was into fitness, into health, uh, absolutely beautiful. Uh, but you know, not just on the outside, but on the inside. That's actually why I decided to marry her. It was just a bonus that she was beautiful and into and still still beautiful, more beautiful actually. And, um, by the she, way, that's you know, a great, that's a great thing to say after three kids. You got, if, if you, for all men watching this or women, uh, following children, they're more beautiful. That's a perfect statement to make any time of year. It's, it's, it's totally true. She can hear me. So I'm, I'm probably getting some points, but if she came in here, I put her on camera. You'd, you'd understand. Um, so dude, like we, and we work out different. Like I like going to the gym. I just, I'd like it. I like being in there. Um, that environment, she works out at home, you know, and does, does videos at home. Wait, it's like, so we don't typically work out together. Um, but we're on the same page. And I'll tell you, like, you're a dad. To me, it's the hardest job in the world. Like, I feel like I'm don't know what I'm doing. I'm failing all the time. But one thing I think we're getting right. And it's not because we're talking about it. It's because we both consistently work out. Again, we don't eat perfect, but we put a focus on what we're putting in our bodies. Our kids will see them now. They'll, they'll be doing push-ups, sit-ups. Mommy, can I work out with you? Daddy, when am I old enough to go to the gym? You know, can I, you know, let me run sprints. Is this healthy? Is that healthy? My favorite food's broccoli, but I know I can have some fun foods. So I know that we're, we're rubbing off on them positively in, in, in that way. And, and that's one of the other things like with, with dads and moms think like, well, I don't want to go to the workout, take away time from my kids. I want to be there for them. Like our kids, yes, they need our presence. But they also, you know, they need to see you as an example. Like I've learned my kids don't listen to what I say. They watch what I do. 
So if they see you, you know, you're just telling them you can do whatever you want. You do anything you want. You're unstoppable. But they see you, you know, overweight, tired, unhealthy, then then they're going to they're not going to listen to you. And, and you're going to set a bad example. I, I love that you're saying all this, especially talking about the kids. We've got a lot of people who, of course, have got kids and some even got new ones. Uh, and some should they be blessed that they, they're on the way. But but what's amazing about it is. First of all, I love what you've made the statement about you're failing all the time about being a dad. And this is a great message to everybody, which is not about parenting, but it's important to say is that if you're failing all the time as a parent, then you are doing it perfectly right because it means you are all hands on being one. I mean, you can't fail if you ain't on it, right? You, you, you can't fail if you're not doing it. But for someone who's absent, that's the ultimate failure. So, so well done to you and your bride. Number one. Number two. Is man, I remember I used to be working out in my gym and I got a crazy good gym at home so that when I do travel, if I don't want to get out, I've got a home gym. And I remember my guy was very young. He'd be like, let's say three or four years old and he'd want to be with pops, but I would give him sandbags to move from one corner of the gym to the other. You know, I, I had all kinds of uh, medicine balls and even squeezy balls inside of a, uh, a, a container and I'd pour them all out and say, why don't you put them all back in? safely allowing him to be in the gym without it being about the barbells or the or the cables or the bands. Because, I mean, if his mother walked down and saw him playing with bands and cables, I'd be, it'd be all over for me. So case in point is, is conditioning them to understand that it's not something they have to do. It's something we get to do. And it's a nice, fun experience of working out. We don't have to train for a competition, although that's fun and amazing, uh, epic, but also a bit daunting. But we do it because it feels good. And the more they see it feels good and it does actually get experienced out as feeling good, it becomes a place that's not so scary or intimidating. It's not a place they have to get to to fix something. It's something they get to do, just like going for a bike ride or skateboarding in the park. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they, they have fun doing it. You know, and they remind me that it's it's OK to have fun. Sometimes I get into just, you know, beast mode, get it done, push through. Like, it's OK to have fun while you're doing it, too. I know. For I always tell people the two types of workouts you should do is number one, something you enjoy, so actually do it, and and then second, you got to do the strength training, you know, for for a lot of reasons. Yeah, no, I love it. Just just really quickly, I want to make sure that people understand it's Russ Yeager, just spelled exactly as you've heard it. Get to his Instagram account. I mean, I'm just going to show us up on the screen. It's it's a fantastic. Well, I got all my lights here on my face. Uh, your content's daily. Um, I help busy professionals over forty get shredded and feel incredible. And here's my favorite. Feel incredible without giving up pizza or ice cream. I mean, how, how did you know? How did you know? How hard is it for people to really get in shape at the age of 40, let alone at the age of 30? Well, what have you found, my friend? Harder than when you're 20, but not not that hard. It's more hard mentally. I mean, the cool thing, you think about it, like I, I'm really grateful that I got this part of my life taken care of at 27 years old and I've been able to keep it. You know, and the, so the best time to do something about it was 20 years ago. Next best time is now because it does get harder. But the cool thing is I work with people in their 40s, 50s, 60s. Clients, I have clients in their 70s that have never done anything. And if you ha- think about it, you got 20, 30, 40, 50 years of an unhealthy lifestyle. Fitness is no part of your life. If you take, you know, I always tell people you're you're one year away from a lifestyle transformation. You You focus a year of this, you can master this part of your life for the rest of your life and make not just the physical body and health changes completely change your blood work, completely change what you look like and feel like, but have the tools, mindset and discipline. This is my main goal for my clients, not just to help them transform their bodies, but to give them the tools, mindset, discipline, knowledge, and most important belief and identity that they can, you know, keep this and get better and better for the rest of their life. That's pretty cool. And then from a physical, you know, six months away from, you know, Really, maybe not being 100% there, so depending on your physical goals, making a complete transformation. You know, three, if you want to go aggressive, I mean, in some of, you know, you see some of the stories on my my page. I mean, people in six weeks, 12 weeks, like dropping 25, 30 pounds of fat. But three months, again, I did my transformation in three months. But, you know, again, the fit, what I found is really dedicating yourself to at least six months, ideally a year, you can master this part of your life, which is pretty cool considering you didn't do anything for you know, 30, 40, 50 years. So it's definitely harder. You know, hormones are real. Things change. What is, I saw something, you know, I feel uh, 28 until I hang around 28-year-olds and I feel 48. Um, you know, so it's different. But man, you can um, y- you can do so much and you can build muscle. It's been proven into your, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, uh, 80s. So it's never too late. 
What kind of time would it take, though, as we begin to to wind down the latter half of our chat? Because I think we could talk about this forever. Uh, let's get into some practical thinking and let's get into some practical doing. How, how much time do I need, let's say, if I if I really want to shift my body, how it appears and how it feels inside the next six to 12 months? How much time is that going to cost me a week if I had to really start mapping it out through my calendar, especially with a new year on the horizon? I don't want to make this not evergreen, but 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 in this particular conversation, we're winding down a, a Q4. So tell me, what would it look like if if I want to really set the trajectory different? How much time do I need on a weekly basis, Russ? Yeah, I'll tell you, it's not going to cost you any time because you're going to have to invest time, but the the energy, the production... And then what, again, what I call that magnetic attractiveness, where you just have that confidence and you already have it. Uh, but you know, where people just like, again, like you reach out to me, you know, Chris, I'm partnered with Chris Crone now. I didn't go seek him out. I didn't even know who he was. He found me and, and because of my energy, he wanted to partner with me. And that, that stuff happens all the time. So I, that's what I want to say first is like that investment you're going to get way back, not in just health, energy, you know, relationship, but in actual financial and business gain. Uh, and then here's the deal, man, like the the consistency and the intentionality is way more important than the frequency or time. So I, I've done I've trained six days a week, you know, for two hours. It works. But guess what? I was pretty tired all the time and it, it ruled my life. I work out three to four days a week. Strength training. And the reason I do strength, training, I know I said this a few times, is it's it's what's going to transform your body. You know, the only thing that's going to build, you know, lean muscle, shape your body. Every pound of lean muscle you build burns an extra 20 to 40 calories a day. So my average male client puts on, you know, 10 to 20 pounds of muscle first year. Females put on five to 10 pounds. Let's say you put on, you know, 10 pounds of lean muscle. You're burning an extra two to 400 calories a day, all day long, just by existing. So, you know, just like I know you're a real estate investor, passive income's awesome. I call this passive fat burning. And it's cool. It's And it's kind of like the longer you do it too, the I don't want to say easy, but you were talking about I've been struggling. It's it's to stay in the shape I'm in now is pretty easy. If I want to progress, I need to to get focused in. But it's kind of like kind of like investing. You know, once you get to a point where you've got you know, like Grant Cardone's got what five billion in real estate, it's kind of hard to stop that. It's kind of the same thing with your body. The more you do it, the faster your metabolism gets. The more you just un, you don't even have to count calories. Just kind of do it subconsciously. It's kind of easy. So if you can invest, I'd say three to four hours of strength training, again, doing a very intentional plan, right intensity, and we can get into that if we have time, we may not, um, then you can eat properly. And, you know, to simplify it for time, what I do for my clients, and there's more to it than this, but to really simplify it, from a, definitely from a fat loss and body transformation standpoint, health is another issue. I have a whole talk I do on the difference between eating healthy and eating to look good, not the same thing. You get your calories right, get in a ca- calorie deficit that's big enough to lose body fat, but not so big, you're you're starving, hangry, you know, and that's kind of how you know. You should be a little hungry. Teach my clients to get excited about the hunger. Most of us think, think of my kids, like, I'm hungry, I got to immediately eat. That's how we are. No, like, it's okay, good, welcome that. Cool, I'm burning fat when you're hungry. Little hungry, but not starving, and you get your calories right and your protein right, and protein's important because protein is the only macronutrient that's going to build that lean muscle. And again, our whole body, not only is that going to increase that metabolism, like we talked about, uh, our whole bodies are made of protein. And if you look at like the research from a health standpoint, like lean body, there's there's a uh, doctor's now talking about how it's always been said obesity is the biggest indicator of health problems, health risks. There's say, a lot of them are saying now that lean muscle mass is as important or more important than than the, the body fat. So the strength training, again, for your ligaments, your joints, your bones, um, so, so important. And then from a cardio standpoint, like I would say, if you get your strength training right, your food right, you don't have to do any cardio. Like, you know, we think of cardio, I got to run, I got to walk, I got to do the bike. If you're lifting hard, like you're you're getting that cardio. If you want to burn fat faster, I'm a big fan of walking. You know, so to sum it up, I, I lift three to four times a week. I uh, eat, you know, intentionally, get my calories right, my protein right. And I walk, aim for, you know, about 10,000 steps a day. And when I'm walking, I believe in no extra time. I'm listening to a podcast. You know, I'm listening to an audio book. I'm doing phone calls. I'm getting outside. I'm getting my vitamin D, which is super good for me. So three to five hours a week, man, it, you know, with, with intentionality is, is going to get it done for you. I love it. I love it. And you know, what, what you're, what you're turning me on for is, is a challenge because just as you talked a bit about real estate investing, I think getting in shape and or making a commitment to being healthier is just like your first investment. 
is it takes you a long time to get to that serious deployment of cash, the signing in the author- uh, authorization of a loan. And then once you do your first deal, the second deal becomes easier and on you go. I feel like a, a, a great fit plan is a little bit the same. It, it feels like it's daunting. Don't know where it might fit. Not sure where to start. Not not knowing what, how it's going to go. But the minute you start, and at least if you've got yourself a short window, you say, hey, how did that go? Are 30-day challenges still a great place for someone to test drive your thinking, uh, a thought provoker, uh, a man who's actually already demonstrating how it's working? Is, is 30 days enough to say, wow, I actually moved the needle for myself, whether in weight or feeling or vitality or strength? Is that enough time? Can someone blast through in 30 days and say, hey, I took the challenge and look at me now? It is. And, and you're a hundred percent, uh, you know, right on that. Like people think like they should be great at this right away. Like it's this new skill. I tell people, go take imperfect action and you're going to get better and better and better as you go. So I, I struggle with this because, you know, there's so that 30 day, that six week, you know, challenge mindset is so popular and people will get focused for that time frame. And you, yeah, I mean, 30 days, if you're doing the right things, you can make significant body changes. You know, if you're, if you're focused, which is cool, it's a great return on investment. The problem is that's your only mindset. You don't have a bigger long-term vision of making it a lifestyle. You're always going to go up and down. But I believe, I believe both are important because if your only goal is to be healthy and fit for life, there's no deadline or sense of urgency. So my belief for myself, what I try to instill in my clients and others, make this a lifestyle. It's just what you do you know, think about your your legacy, your longevity, but then set these little mini goals. Like we'll do six week challenges. We partner with a company. Uh, we just finished one. And I mean, I'll have clients, you know, lose 25, 30 pounds of fat, like go from no abs to shredded in six weeks, because guess what? They have a reason to, and they have that intentionality. But the no key way. is after you finish that challenge, okay, what's your next, you know, mini goal so that you don't fall off? Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me I can, I can have my first ab in six weeks? You could. I mean, I don't know if you have if have them now. I mean, you're in pretty good shape. Yes. Well, 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 I mean, listen, you're, you're a good man. You're one of my trusted, most favorite followers. So thank you for that. But but I've got to tell you, I got a birthday too coming up in six weeks. I know I'm going to be on a beach somewhere and uh, I'm going to be sharing it with a handful of people. I'm going to tell you something. I- I'll put myself in that seat. I'll take on a six week challenge. I'll take a six week challenge and, and I want to see what it's like because here's what I want to get to. I love that you talked about it being a lifestyle choice, but what I'm talking to, and it's probably me just projecting, is a little. I'm coming at it a little bit like a cynic, where I, I, I've seen and have subscribed to lots of apps, and I see the programs already being marketed this time of year. I've seen the books come and go. I know that part of the conversations around fitness is always very much a fad, like it's the flavor of the season. So I'm being a cynic when I say, hey, if I took a 30-day approach, if I test drove, let's say, Russ Yeager myself, and for 30 days, I wanted to see that his thinking actually works with my discipline approach because it takes a committed action. I get I get that. But if in 30 days I move the needle, gosh, this guy does know what he's talking about. And geez, I can keep going for the next 12, 18 months, uh, expanding my 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 programs and my approaches. Is that is that not a smart way to extinguish the cynicism? Yeah, man, it's it's funny with the whole thirty day thing because you know I I was working with my marketing company and they're like you need you know I'm like you know I have my body transformation university it's a fifty two week program it, it you know end of the week you know into that you'll be transform everything your mindset your body best shape of your life and they're like yeah but that's nobody wants that's too long you need to do like you know lose twenty pounds in seven days and I'm like I get that so we settled on a thirty day you know I have a thirty day body transformation kickstart program. And it's intense. And if you follow it for 30 days, you will make dramatic changes in losing body fat, gaining muscle, energy, and creating momentum. But it's still, it's, it's a start. Because what good is it to do that for 30 days if you, if you don't have a plan uh, to continue it? So, it. yeah, man, it's, the, it's becoming, um, I, again, I, I'm, I'm all about whatever inspires people. And if, if you know, fast results typically inspire people. So I'm like, look, I have, when I work with clients, first thing, do you want to be moderate or do you want to be more aggressive? I want to be aggressive. Most people, cool. Here's what aggressive looks like. And here's the downside and the, the pain. I don't know if pain's the right word, but the, you know, the more challenges you're going to have to go through. And it's not like the information is there. It's not that like my, I mean, my plan's good. It's not like it's some, you're going to get in there and it's some like unknown mind blowing thing. It's just doing it consistently. And that's the hardest part. People don't need more information. They need to take action. You know, they need accountability. 
you know, they need a strong why and driving purpose. And then what we do is have a, a strong community, you know, of people. I believe that that's one of the biggest things missing, especially today, is having a strong community of people that are going to hold you accountable, you know, cheer you on. Like it's not anybody can get excited about a fitness program and work out when it's new and I'm excited. But what about six weeks later, you know, 16 weeks later, 16 months later, 16 years later? You know, I said it earlier. It's that if I had one key to success, it's creating, figuring out how to create long-term consistency. Yeah. And what I'm saying that it doesn't just impact your industry. I believe it impacts every industry, the human betterment business, the leadership development business, sales coaching, uh, all industries where I believe there's a confidence crisis. We've become so savvy at marketing, no thanks to social media, the platforms that really hyper-connect us with lots of people. And it just seems like everyone's a pro. Everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone's a master of their domain. But uh, but until you call BS and really call forth the real science and thinking or the pragmatism and the approach with absolute proof that I can see. You know, I don't know if you're noticing on the news lately. I mean, there's now this statement that news channels now declare when reporting news on some of these interesting geopolitical events that are really unearthing, which are unnerving. But uh, the statement is uh, not third party verified. So they'll report news, but say we haven't verified through third party. There used to be a day where the news was the news. But now what's happened in the world of news is that news reporting has got to now declare that they've not, in fact, confirmed the reports through a third party. So this verification process is now a real thing. So what I'm saying to you about that 30-day approach, I get it. I completely approve that having an approach to your fitness and your health and the relationship to being better isn't a 30-day commitment. What I'm saying is it is a lifelong commitment. However, is that if trusting the thought leadership you're leaning in on or or believing that you're following the right playbook, I don't know if 52 weeks later I can afford a whole year of following Russ. But if I get into that kickstart program and I know he's actually the real deal because I see the results, by gosh, I'm going to stick to the whole plan. And I think that's what's needed to restore our confidence in thought leaders like you and I. Is because we're all being sold at the back of the room. We're all jumping on free calls that end up in, uh, you know, uh, a multi thousand dollar investment to get the real truth or to get the real tools. So I think mankind, I think people like you and I really deserve the opportunity of saying, Hey, let me go for a test drive. Let me have a little bit of a taste test. Let me put in a little bit of an investment. So there's some skin in the game, but let me just make sure I've got the opportunity of getting out or opting out. If this just doesn't work for me or I don't see the results I need. Does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely makes sense. And I, I, I have, uh, two, two sides to that. The, that, what you just said from the consumer standpoint, a million percent. The, the challenge with that, and I'll tell somebody, like, I'll be straight with them. Here's how long you need. Here's what it's going to take. Right. And you can do that. You can do, you know, 30 days. You can do nothing. Right. But the, so the problem with that, the starting with the 30 day is that if somebody's got a, you know, a one year or a two year, um, you know, prescription they need, and they've got 30 years of negative beliefs. It's not so much the physical, but it's the, the beliefs of, you know, I can't do it. I can only do it for 30 days. They're kind of setting themselves up. I believe, you know, internally that, Hey, this, I'm just dipping my toe in. I got and you. again, every, I, I get it. And I was like, I believe that's better than nothing. But for me personally, at this point, like I want to work with, you know, with people who, or at that point where like, I'm doing this, I'm, I'm committed. I need to, you know, I, I there's like, I'm drawing a line in the sand and there's nothing yep. that's going to stop me. And if they want to work with me, Hey, you're my guy, you know, let's, you know, do your research, you know, make sure. So I think yeah. it's better than nothing, but I, I, there's just like, there's pros and cons, like these six week challenges. I always tell my clients there's, there's a lot of pros to it, but there's, there's cons to it too. Cause it continues to create that, that 60 day, 30 day, 75 hard, mentality whereas what people need it doesn't matter you know if you were in shape for two weeks two months two years what matters is if you can stay in shape for the rest of your life and here's where this conversation starting to become what i would call a collaborative one because we're now actually having a conversation not an interview where i'm showcasing who you are and why i like you and and you're telling people what it is they need to do and how they can do it where, where we just cracked open a different dimension of the conversation i'm interrupting you now but here's the oh, deal no. i'm coming show with this damage Who's I know, I owe you one. My coach standpoint, who know I know 
that this will work for you. I can help you. I, I see the outcome because I've seen it for thousands of clients for 20 years, but I need to listen to you as the consumer that, that doesn't know that yet. Well, well, and here's what I was going to say, and I'm glad that you, you contextualize what I was about to say collaboratively is this is, is, is as a 40 plus year old entrepreneur, I got to be straight with you, man. I don't know if I trust myself. I don't know if I trust myself. I don't know if I believe that I can do what you're saying you've seen. And I don't know if you know me well enough to say I'm even worth cross-referencing to the experiences that you've gotten. So what I'm saying as maybe this is a marketing conversation, maybe this is a collaboration, I am in for your 52-week program. I just want to say, hey, do I get a test drive, let's say for 30 or 60 uh, days to say, hey, are you the right guy? And am I the right person for your program? But what I want you to consider is that being busy as an entrepreneur and many people listening to this, I don't know if I have enough proof on my scoreboard to say that I can follow a plan, the one that you'll prescribe and really get the result I've been looking for. Right. You just keyed in on the biggest thing that stops people is their their self-doubt. Sure. It's not the doubt. Some people, yeah, they they don't know me or whatever coach they're looking at. And, and people can do this without a coach, right? Again, it's not that complicated, but it's typical. Sometimes they have questions. I, I doubt, can you, you know, is your program going to work? That's usually not the doubt. It's that self-doubt is it's usually the biggest thing. Way. And I look at it, my biggest job, you know, Richard, is like the X, the X's and O's of getting in shape are not that complicated. Again, it's a learning curve. Once you learn, it's not that complicated. My biggest job is to see more in people than they see in themselves and help them believe that they can do it because so many people don't believe in themselves anymore. Well, well, here's what I will say. Um, if you're 40 plus, you have to do it because if you don't, when you're in your fifties, you'll feel like you're in your sixties. And when you hit your sixties, you'll feel like you're 90. I mean, it, it is a slippery slope the older we get. And I'm not just saying that just from experience. I am an advisor to 90 year old entrepreneurs. I mean, billionaires who are titans of industry. One in particular, his name is Frank Stronick. He founded Magna International. I mean, this is a $30 billion annual sales business, automotive industry, uh, parts manufacturer. I mean, this guy is more fit than me, and he's 91. And, and he says it best. He goes, the only reason why that mattered to him was because he knew that the minute he became a billionaire, he needed to be worth that equally so physically. You can't enjoy the fruits of your labor. You're not going to enjoy the time with your three kids. You're not going to enjoy the risk and the imminent reward from having taken it years and decades, maybe even a generation ago, if you can't physically be around to really enjoy it. I mean, we're not talking about the years you're around. We're talking about the years you are able to enjoy being around. And that period of time is a very important one. So so Russ, I mean, I could go on with you forever and I know we'll likely have a second conversation, but here's what I want to declare. Uh, one, for the listeners, follow Russ Yeager, you need to listen to him daily. I love his content. I know you will too. Number one. Number two is if you're an entrepreneur or business owner, you've got to really preserve and protect the machine that matters most, and that's your body. Uh, so really research this. And to actually really fortify the second point, I'm going to sign up with your program. I, I definitely want to do the 52-week program. I want to make the next year coming the best year I've got so that I can really alter the trajectory for myself. So I'm all in on you, Russ. I want to, I want to do it uh, while eating pizza. And, and still having ice cream, if that's the deal. I love it. That's the deal. It's just got to be intentional. A lot of people miss that. They're like, oh, I can just eat as much pizza. They see me eating pizza or ice cream, and they think I'm just eating it. No, it's it's intentional. It's calculated. But you 100% can do it. No, 100% I'm in. So let's, uh, once, our, awesome. once our interview's over, we're talking about, we're going to talk shop and see how that happens. So for, for a lot of people, what's the first thing that people should really be doing? I'm talking about following you, listening to you, but what would you love them to do? For those who are listening to this courageous conversation with the Russ Yeager, uh, a living demonstration for, for being fit beyond your imagination, 40 plus and over, what would you want people to do? Where should they start? Yeah, I'd love for people to, to take some kind of inspired action and make a decision to do something. You know, even if it's just, you know, if it's that, man, I, I know I've been thinking about my health for a long time. I should be doing something, you know, again, start, start eating better. Start, you know, you know, start walking every day, you know, join the gym and start going, hire a trainer, hire a coach, like do, do something versus just, oh, that was a good conversation. You know, yeah. You know, that guy's, you know, got energy, you know, whatever, like do go do something, 
Make yeah, a decision, make a commitment, and actually take some action. And and again, going back to take imperfect action. Okay, so hold on a second. The, the people that listen to this show are A types, go getters. I mean, they're 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 ten Xers. I mean, they they want to live rich in the things that matter. They're beyond that. They're they're going to go outside, get in the sun, start moving. They got that. But but how do they begin with you? If they were to go to your website or hit you up on IG, do you do a consultation? Would you do an assessment? Would you enter yourself with them? a dialogue on, on where they can start and how they can begin? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, they can they can hit me up on on IG. I mean, they can go uh, send an email to teamrust at russyeager.com and just put Richard Dolan in the uh, subject line. So I'll, I'll look for those. And uh, I, I'd be happy to get on the phone with anybody that's in your community and, and talk to them about their situation and, and see if I can help them 100%. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, listen, I've, I've never done this before, but I'm definitely I'm prescribing to your platform and I want to see what we can do uh, with this piece of granite uh, in your fine, capable hands. So I love it, man. You're my, you're my favorite type of client. You know, I've, I've helped, I like helping people. I love helping people that are, you know, three, 400 pounds and they've never, you know, done, walked in a gym, but my favorite, that's hard because I got to change everything about their lifestyle for somebody like yourself, high achieving entrepreneur, you're already working out. You're already doing a lot of the right things. It's just, I know you're going to do what I tell you to do, and because you're a high achiever and it's just kind of fine tuning. And that's the most fun for me. I love that, man. Well, we got lots of Ferraris and Lamborghinis and Paganis listening to this show. So if you want to go faster, be brighter and get more fuel efficient, this is the guy we got to go to. For those who are running uh, four cylinders, hey, he can upgrade you too. So uh, metaphors aside, Russ, what a pleasure getting to know you just that much more. Uh, God bless you in the holiday season. Uh, my best to your bride and of course, your three kids. Uh, I know what time it takes for you to be here and giving some of uh, yours to us. So thank you so much for doing so, so graciously. Thank you, Richard. I appreciate you, man. And, and I enjoyed the time. Like you said, it was a conversation and, and I love what you're doing, man. I love your energy, your passion and, and your purpose. So thank you. Well, hey, man, together we're out there helping people grow richer in the things that matter most. And for those who've been listening to Courageous Conversation, thank you so much. We've been with my dear friend, Russ Yeager. Thanks for tuning into Courageous Conversations with Richard Dolan. We're on all the major podcast platforms, and we appreciate your support by reviewing us. You can follow our show at The Rich World on many social media channels. We hope that listeners like yourself enjoyed this episode, and remember to subscribe via Apple Podcasts or whatever other streaming services are available, because we cannot wait to bring you more valuable content that can make a difference in your life.